Over 30 years of advice for your house, home, castle, or cabin. Y'all have things you want to get done. It's Rosie on the House. Welcome back, Arizona. To my house. It's Rosie on the House. Where we answer any question you might have about your house, home, castle, or cabin. Projects you're thinking about starting. Projects you're in the middle of. Or projects you just can't seem to get finished. (laughs) Give us a ring. If you've got a project in any one of those stages, we can certainly put our 47, 48 years worth of Arizona building and remodeling experience to work for you. We'll give you a few tricks of the trade, a few tips, and a few brand names, recommendations of things we found work well here, specifically in the great state of Arizona. Oh, and speaking of the great state of Arizona, (laughs) Mothership News Station broadcast a news story that every Arizona county now is rated as low COVID-19. That means masks are no longer required in public areas. I said I would have a ma- I would host a mask burning party when someone else that the community considers smart enough says it's safe to burn the mask. Text to four one one nine two three yes or no. Do you think with ninety one percent of the counties in all of America? Now registering is low. It's time to have a mask burning party. I'm not going to mandate it. You don't have to do it. But if, if you'd like to have a little fun and no politicians will be invited and no politics will be involved. Or discussed. Or discussed. We're just going to get together and be thankful it's done. We just text to 411923, yes or no. Should, should we do this or shouldn't we? Uh, and it can't be a mask burning party. That causes carbon and problems. So it's going to be a mask shredding party. But then they're going to be so, that bucket's going to be so full of germs. <laughs> I got to do something with it. We're going to have to take it to waste management <laughs> or public services and have them throw it in the incinerator. But we're here today uh, to celebrate you, your house, and your home. And to celebrate your life. And this is where Jennifer comes in. And uh, she's become certified as an aging in place specialist. And this has become a real passion of hers. And we call this part of the show Life Worth Living. And in you've, place, been, do- you've yeah. been doing a lot of homework on the kitchen island countertop the last couple of days. Yeah, this is Life Worth Living in Place. So, you know, it's important if you're going to, people want to stay home. That's kind of the consensus. Most people would like to stay in their home as long as possible. But as you age, things kind of happen. So I thought, after going to KBiz last uh, Kitchen and Bath show, yes. um, I listened to some really great speakers. And uh, one of them was Paula Kennedy of Timeless Kitchen De- Design. And she taught a class called Design for All Equates to Wellness for All. And really staying in place, it's important to be able to um, care for yourself, to be able to feed yourself, to be able to toilet, to be able to stay clean. You know, hygiene's a big deal. Nutrition's a big deal. And, and those things just become harder to do as you're body becomes challenged. So she had a new word for uh, disabilities. It's differing abilities. And I like that because we all have differing abilities, right? And she talked about the fact that, you know, as we go on in our home planning, it's, you know, we're going to get more and more to the place where we 
put these things in because they just make sense. They do. But um, there's also a really cool quote by a Frank Barn. Never take a person's dignity for granted. It is worth everything to them and nothing to us. You know, so protecting other people's dignity so they can stay and they can function. So I broke down some things, and I thought this week it'd be good to talk about um, people who are challenged in their hands and their strength and the, um, and the dexterity. So that might be arthritis or other conditions, maybe some shaking of the hands or whatever. But these are things that you can do to make life easier for that person so they can do things on their own. And... Um, so one of the things would be door handles, you know, coming in and out of doors to the bedrooms or to the main doors. And nowadays they have these wonderful lever door handles. Not only do they push down, but they also push in. So with just even your elbow, you can... Or a shot of your hip when you can't, when you can't Yeah, you're carrying all those groceries. Grocery yeah, they're just great. You just kind of have to push it, push down, push in, and you're in the house. And uh, the important thing about those is that they need to have a return on the back end. So not just a straight lever, but a straight lever that turns back in towards the door. Because for someone who's not, uh, you know, who might be a little um, unsure or unsteady, they could push that lever down and keep going. <laughs> you know, so this uh-huh. this this gives you something solid where your hand doesn't slip off. So that's oh. one thing is a lever handle. Okay. I wanted to tell you guys on the front page of our website, there is a quick link to all these products I'm going to be talking about. So I have about 10 things to share with you. I don't want you to feel like you have to remember all of them because it's right there for you. And also, I created a little Facebook video this morning on um, different products so you could see what I'm talking about. So um, so the door handles is one thing. You know, toileting is a big, big thing. And, of course, that's a big part of your dignity is being able to use the restroom and, and keep clean, which is harder to do when your hands are crippled up. Um, we love everything by Toto. And uh, the washlets have become so popular. All you really need is a plug behind your toilet and somebody to set it in place for you. Um, you can amend the toilet you already have, or if you're looking at replacing a toilet, I would highly recommend you go to their website and look. Starting for about 500 bucks to 6000 yeah. you, you can get a nice toilet that will help you get uh, those things done. I think I saw a toilet at one of our wholesalers. It was kind of on a podium in the silver. <laughs> I know. It was gold. <laughs> I, 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 it was 6,000th one. No. No, this I, one's more? I think it was 16. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Well, I got better things to my money. No, that's dignity, babe. <laughs> when, when you've got a, yeah. a $16,000 receptacle for that, that's dignity, baby. Yeah, too much money, I think. <laughs> There's a new one called HelloTushy.com, and it's uh, um, it's only 120 bucks. but here's the kicker. So with a with a lot washlets and stuff, the water's heated. Uh, there's no heat with this one. Uh, you just, uh, it's a little uh, attachment you put on your toilet, and there's a feed that goes, the water comes right from the tank, uh, the clean tank of the to- uh, toilet. So it's cold. Uh, be kind of cold. That'll wake you up. Yeah, that'll wake you up. That'll but, get you going. But it's a nice option for 120 bucks. Okay. Right? Um, so we got the door handles, the bidets, um, voice-activated technology. Uh, Moen has some great ones where you just take, give me a quart of water, give me a pint of water. Um, you know, th- those are great. Or just touch activated, which I think technology is a little better on those so far. You just barely tap it with your hand and the water comes on, tap it again, and it goes off. So there's a little, I understand there's a little learning curve to those, but um, those start. Again, you're not twisting knobs or bucks. handles or any of that. Correct. And cabinet hardware is a big deal. Um, there's a website, Amerirock. Dot com. I love it. I get their their <laughs> newsletter. They've got the most beautiful hardware. But um, there's a list on that page I created. It tells you things to look for that make a handle. You don't want to use the cup ones. Those are really hard for people. You want it to be um, 
ergonomic in in design, a little bit rounded, not too close to the door, you know, to the drawer. So there's all kinds of things to think about. And hardware doesn't have to be that expensive. You can spend some nice money, but you don't have to. So just some things to think about. And if you're kind of stuck on what to do and what are the options, there are some wonderfully trained medical staff. Um, the Home Modification Occupational Therapy Alliance is a great place to find someone who could come in your home and assess, hey, this is, this, you can make this easier or have you thought about doing this? You know, some simple things to do that make your life easier and make you more independent. Okay, so that's and things. And you've put together a, a, a couple team responders, uh, put together some resources here. You've got Get Organized with Bridges. Mm-hmm, yeah, and Helping Hands. And Helping Hands. So I'm working on building two, out that list. Yeah, two great opportunities. Yeah. Describe them a little bit. Well, get... Uh, getting organized with Bridges, she's great for any kind of transition in time. Um, if, if, even if you're not moving, let's say you have a space that you need to organize so you can use it more efficiently, she'd be awesome for that. If you have a space you're trying to get something done specifically, she's great for that. If you just have been in a place for a long time and you need to get rid of stuff, she's great for that. Or if you're moving, uh, with my mom, she helped us sell a home, move out, get rid of the stuff we didn't want, move back into another place, and then get rid of the rest of the stuff. So, I mean, it was, I could not, it would, would have taken me weeks, took us at know, least a couple of days. At least. She's fantastic. That's Bridges Connor with uh, Get Organized with Bridges. And then Helping Hands was a great, Charlene Sargent, she's great at helping you to find a, a group home for a family member. She, um, she vets them and all that so she's great you know our flagship station ktr is celebrating its 100th birthday and in doing that they're giving away hundred dollar thank yous uh, and then they'll match to listeners and then they'll match the listeners request and donate another hundred to a charity helping hands was the recipient of one of the winners this past week oh that's great i didn't hear that yeah. news that's great well so, I, I do have a couple of products you want to go yes you do okay you do you want to go through them now real quick? Yeah, we, we, I think we've got time for a okay. couple. We'll come back and finish them up. But okay. your favorite right there. This is my favorite. It's by Dyson, D-Y-C-E-M. Again, on that list I made. It's a non-slip placemat, and it's kind of like a thick piece of rubber. It's washable, reusable. You set it on your surface, and so let's say you're trying to mix something or you're trying to pour your coffee or eat a bowl of cereal. It keeps anything from moving away from you. Um, it, man, you, you put it down, it's there. So you can put it on a TV tray or a, um, or a, just a tray that you're trying to carry around, and you can even tip that tray, and things aren't going to go anywhere. So um, just really a great – it's like having an extra pair of hands. And then Dyson also comes in a roll. And your video particularly shows how effective that is, just carrying a, a chip and dip bowl mm -hmm. on a platter mm -hmm. and how much more stable it makes it crossing the room. Oh, you know, while you're resting it with one hand, opening a door with the other – that that's a clever little product. It is, and I, I have to say, it has a lot of application for grandchildren as well. It'd be a lot <laughs> less spilled milk and puzzle pieces missing with something uh, like that. Okay, all right. And then that all, that product comes in a roll that you can cut to size and use for all kinds of things. I've used it under the bathroom mats. Uh, in the bathroom, really helps to keep it from slipping. Um, also, I cut a little piece and used it to open a jar lid. So, I mean, a hundred million. Oh, you got a dog that scoots his bull across the floor? Ha. Put that under there, and you'll stay in place. Now, where would people see the video you've posted? Just so Facebook. they could see how it works? Just go Rosie on the House Facebook page. Okay. Yeah, I woke up this morning, walked in the kitchen. It was lit up like a Hollywood studio, and there was Miss Jennifer cutting your video of this morning. You can find it Facebook. Go to the Rosie on the House homepage. 
Try and do it, Rosie on the house. Make Saturday your happy day. Make Rosie on the house your happy place. It's your break. From the anxiety-causing world that you live in the rest of the week. Come in and find rest and find uh, a place to be happy here at Rosie on the House. Every Arizona homeowner's Happy place. We're here with my sweet wife of 44 years uh, talking about uh, some discoveries of products she's made under the category of a life worth living. Yeah. And so, um, again, if you want to see the products I've talked about, they're on Facebook. I put a little video up there and also a list of all the links is on the homepage under our quick links about products. Uh, for. And we basically talked today about things that have to do with our hands. I like to make sure when I'm choosing things that they're simple, that they're intuitive, um, and they make life easier. And sometimes uh, I don't choose a lot of the smart technology till it's, <laughs> till it's really ready. So the things I had today were, were pretty simple. I wanted to talk about these OXO box canisters. Uh, if you haven't seen them like container store, even I've seen them at Fry's, uh, the fancy Fry's, you know, with the kitchen and bath and all that stuff. Okay. But it's a square container. They're all different sizes. Clear. Clear. You can use it in the bathroom, in the kitchen, in the garage. And you don't have to screw off the top. So it's a square top, fixing, sits in a square canister. You set that on there, and there's a button in the middle. You push that button, and it's secure. I can turn it upside down. I hit the button again. comes right off. I no. love it. Yeah, this is... You don't have to have hurting hands to love this one. This is great. The, the other one I have here is um, it's called the Yes, You Can. Yes, You Can. It's a can opener. And believe it or not, you can use it with one hand. I mean, this one's fancy smancy. Not all that expensive. Um, nice contrasting colors. Easy to use. You just set it. It's battery operated. Set it on top of your can, across the can. Hit the button. It goes on. Hit the button again. It stops and backs up. You remove it. So it's gone all the way around. You literally let go of it. Yeah. And it goes around the can by itself. Yeah. You just set it on there and, and it goes, you have to watch, you know, it, it does doesn't, what? it doesn't, it doesn't have an automatic shut off. You two stop. I, I want that one. <laughs> the one that goes, now yeah. is that OXO product as no, well? No, this is called, thank you for asking, Kitchen Mama. All right. And oh, kitchenmama.com. Well, mentioned that before. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So handy, handy, handy. Man, I showed this to my, um. My little older person last night, and they loved it. So that's those two two really simple ones. Also, um, have you seen the key wings? You have a, you have a regular key. You're yeah. trying to get in your house. You got this poor little crippled up hand, and you're trying to get in. There's this little it doesn't plastic. provide enough leverage. Yeah, there's not. You can't get it turned. So it's a little plastic piece that looks like butterfly wings. Set it over the top of your key, and it gives you a nice big surface to turn that key. So those are great for getting in the house if you don't have it done the lever things and then another thing for a doorknob is just a doorknob cover put that on it's clear rubber and it gives you lots of texture to hold on to so when you turn it around so those are the things that um i found for this week very good and yeah. i love the fact that you cut that little video so people can actually see it as well uh facebook rosie on the house homepage, mm -hmm. and the video will be right there yeah the video's on facebook yeah what did i say it doesn't matter <laughs> 
So, uh, well, it does because I just confused everyone. Well, quick links. The article with the quick links is in on the homepage under okay. quick links. The video is on our Facebook page. Now, okay. what is this question you've got here? Well, somebody called in just as uh, before the segment, and I told them I would get this question to you. Um, they have a dog, and the dog um, has a health issue, and it needs to be cool. And so this person wants to have um, a little air conditioning unit they can move around with the dog. So for the bedroom at night, and maybe for oh. the work office in the daytime, is there such an animal? Uh, yes, there is. But in each room she wants to use it in, she's going to have to install uh, a little flexible duct like you would put on your dr clothes dryer. Mm -hmm. And you have to exhaust. You cannot let that air conditioner just work inside your room, exhausting the same air over and over and over again. So you can find them. You can find them at big box stores. They're under $500. What do they call uh, that That's not a mini split. No, it's not a mini split. It's just a room air conditioner. Okay. Uh, it's exactly what powers our computer room uh, at the office. Oh. Uh, that freestanding unit that keeps that room down at you know, 68 degrees, but it, it must exhaust vent to the outside. So when you buy one, uh, it comes with one kit, and that would be in her bedroom. And, and it, there's various ways you adapt it to an operable window, and you make sure that that unit is exhausting outside, okay? Now, if she wants to move that to a separate room, she needs to buy a separate exhaust kit, and install it in that separate room as well. Is that hard to move? How big is that unit? Well, no, you, you, they actually make them on wheels. It's very easy. And then there's a little condensate pan uh, that, that rides around on the bottom that you have to pull out and empty every once in a while. As a matter of fact, when that pan gets full, the unit will automatically shut off to keep from causing water damage. So if the unit ever stops working, just check the pan level, empty it, and you'll probably be fine. Are those kits expensive? They are not. They're not expensive at all. She she could have this perfectly set up for her dog well under $700. But it's going to take a little setting up of the vent system on how you're going to get that out. We actually drilled a permanent hole through the wall and put a little dryer vent uh, louvered apparatus on the outside. Uh, but the kits that come with the AC uh, are made to fit inside of a single hung window where you just open the window four inches, you put in a blocker piece, and then the vent mounts right there. So, yeah, she, she can get set up. She really can. We'll be back more with Rosie on thehouse.com. I want to talk a little bit about stormwater on your property in the next segment. Segment number three of our open home hours when we cover our weekly to-do, something to take care of uh, weekly around your home, castle, or cabin. Now, it's not always a task you can do that day, but it's something you need to at least be thinking about and plan for. We do have rain, despite what you may think if you just moved here uh, and haven't seen it. And when it does rain, it rains and we have a lot of runoff and there are certain rules and guidelines you need to be aware of with water that falls on your property and where that can go and drain away. And to talk about stormwater, we've got Jim Kowalski of Kowalski Construction. For anyone that doesn't know, um, Kowalski and Construction, 60 year 55. 55 years uh, local, right here in your correct. third generation? Yes, that's correct. Been around for a while, not quite that long, but, but longer than most. 
and you guys specialize in restoration, and yes. a lot of restoration comes from storm damage. So you guys have seen your fair share of storm damage, and our goal today is to educate you, the Arizona homeowner, on how to prevent that and how to properly channel water off your property. And I loved your opening comment because a lot of people think Arizona, it doesn't rain, but when it rains, it rains, right? And so when I go around the country and I talk with different uh, restoration outfits and they're surprised that we do water restoration or have any water (laughs) restoration to do. And then if we really want to get them uh, to scratch their head, we talk about flash flooding, right? And so uh, people don't realize the impact of uh, the stormwater or groundwater that it can have out here. And uh, when it comes, it comes all at once and can create uh, havoc for people who are, are not prepared. Where we live, anytime it rains heavy, you know, I'm never worried about it. We never get the, the, the drainage, the, 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 the washes never fill up. You never have to worry about road closure. But you watch the mountains north of us. Yes. If, if you want to run an errand to town, you better go now because in about two hours, they're closing down uh, the, the, the road access and the great thing about Arizona, the flash flood comes quickly and it leaves quickly. Yes. Breaks my heart when you see somebody swept away in a flash flood that they're trying to cross. I'm like, just wait a couple yeah, hours. Right. It's going to go away right. pretty quick. But the ground's so hard, right? It doesn't soak in like in other areas. A lot and of so, rocks, a lot of yeah, hard clays. It, it's just going <laughs> to flow. And when it does, it goes and it goes quickly. So as it relates to the water on our property, what do we need to know? Well, so, so many people don't think about that, right? They don't think about the property. And- Oftentimes, um, people will go and and not take care of their property in such a way that will help to minimize this. Uh, Sometimes it can't be prevented, right, because the water can be overwhelming. When we get that uh, 100-year flood, right, and how often do we hear that? I'm like, I'm not 100 years old, but I've heard that several times in my lifetime. And uh, so, well, there's not a whole lot we're going to be able to do about something like that. But there are things that you can do on a day-to-day basis to help prepare. And stormwater contamination... Um, we don't think about that because we don't have much water, but we can impact that quite a bit. And so if you have a lot of debris on your property from leaves or vegetation, what have you, clean that up and, and prevent that from getting into the water system. Uh, people that wash their cars, wash them on the lawn if you can and uh, let that water soak into the, the ground rather than go down into the, the drain um, if you do have an older vehicle maybe that leaks oil, uh, get it repaired. Put a pan underneath that. Prevent that from getting down onto the ground. And so that way it's on the ground and then the water comes, it gets mixed in with our water and into the water system. And what Jim means by our water, Arizona does a very good job of repurposing its water. <laughs> we Out of necessity, right? We have to. And when it goes into the drain, it goes into the city system. The city water is reclaimed. It's cleaned. Mm-hmm. It's repurposed. And part of that repurposing is the water that's used out at Palo Verde that generates a lot of the power that powers our homes and our offices and our right. buildings. That It's the only nuclear power plant not built on a river. All that water source is reclaimed out of the city. Mm-hmm. It gets very expensive to clean oils out of it. And Correct chemicals and and the water that's used to create the steam is so pure they say it would actually dehydrate you if you drank it so they get it to a a very pure form and that the more they have to spend to do that the more they're going to charge you for electricity (laughs) right and you know it's a a little bit here and a little bit there people don't realize of a little oil spill you know clean it up with an absorbent material to help absorb it get it out of there we wash it down that might be the first reaction because we're not thinking we do that, and our neighbor does that, and everybody else does that, and, and now you've got a bigger problem. But it doesn't seem like it's a big problem for us. 
Um, and I'm, cat litter, if you have cats, is great for soaking up oil. You don't have cats, just get a shovel, the dirt in your yard, yep. throw it on there, just let it sit for a couple days and soak it up. Absolutely. Then you can scoop it up, put it into a, a container and put it in your, your garbage. Sure. Uh, paint, you know, people... Uh, old paint uh, properly disposed of chemicals and, and paint. And they have a lot of surfaces. There's a lot of places now that we didn't have years ago to handle uh, the, the waste like that. And oftentimes your municipality will have a you know free day where you can put it out there and, and they'll collect it or a day for you to bring it in. And that way it doesn't get into the, to the system. Um, but People have their irrigation systems. Maintain those. Uh, just the other day, my son was leaving my house, and he said, Dad, you got uh, water flooding. He's always a little bit of an alarmist uh, on your driveway. And so I, I go out and I look, and we said one little uh, of the <laughs> of the sprinkler system was shooting out there, and, and somehow the cap got cut off, so popped it back on there. But, um, you know, that sort of stuff is things that you can do. Um, if you have a, a pool autofill, I've got a, a brand-new pool we built a year ago. I've replaced the autofill three times. I don't know what's going on there, but we've checked it. And when that comes up, it can overflow and then it can run. So, uh, and if you have a pool and you go to drain it, check to see the chemical level is low enough so that you can drain it. And then don't drain it into the sewer system through your your cleanup so it's not going out into the street and and going into the stormwater system. Um, All of that can be repurposed if you put it into your cleanout. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, an- another thing, if you do have to pump something out uh, and, and you do get some flooding in your yard and you're using a sump pump, put a filter on it so you don't damage the sump pump or use a trash pump that's designed for that purpose so that, you know, it'll uh, it'll be effective in, in uh, removing that water for you. And people say, like I said, that, well, it's Phoenix. Uh, we're in Arizona. It, we don't really have that much rain, but... Um, I tell a couple of stories about some job sites that we had. These are real job experiences that we've run into. Ventana Lakes, which is kind of, I call it a suburb of Sun City out there, um, the entire neighborhood flooded. And uh, we got called out there, had no idea. I'm talking deep water in a whole neighborhood. What's going on? We got called out there, try to figure it out. And we, we found out that they had um, one of their drainage grates totally covered with debris, and it was landscape debris. <laughs> And that's what caused the the flooding. So um, when we got out there... And you uh, think, how could that stop it? But beavers can stop a river with sticks. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, it was amazing to see. Um, we, we were in the newspaper and there were all kinds of articles out on it. But um, when the when the fire truck drove down the center of the street, and the fire truck's a pretty tall, high-clearance vehicle, it went down the center of the street. The percussion, the water, the waves that was caused from that vehicle moving was actually collapsing garage doors as it went by. Wow. Yeah. And so um, we went out there and there was a block wall that surrounded the neighborhood there. We had to break the wall down to give the place, the water, some place to go. Uh, It was just, there was no room for it to go. And it was just filling up people's homes. We actually were first rescuing people out of their homes before we could do anything about the, the damage that it had caused. That's here in the Phoenix market. You would not think that, right? Another situation where um, we had a residential street on a coma, which is a half mile between Greenway and Thunderbird, right in the middle of town. And the rains came in, the water flooded the streets and came all the way up. So on the half mile streets and the mile streets, typically the homes are off a little bit of, of of the roadway. The water filled up, came across all the way and was entering into the houses there as well. And what a lot of people don't realize is groundwater isn't covered under your insurance policy. So some of the homeowners sort of adopted the mentality that, hey, this is great. We're going to get new carpet and all the rest of that stuff. 
Wrong answer. It is not. Well, they're going to get it, but yeah. insurance they for it. <laughs> That's a great point, right? So uh, anyways, we were out on that and had to sort of educate some of the people. They saw it coming, and instead of trying to do something, you can get sandbags. Oftentimes, sandbags are available at the local fire departments. Uh, your home centers will provide the sand, and you can get the bags to fill them up. And, and they could have prevented um, uh, quite a bit of damage had they been a little bit more proactive. Saw it coming. The idea there was it was never going to happen. It wasn't going to get that far. It did. And so standing back, waiting, the waiting game is not, didn't work out too well for those people. And that mentality you said is what we see so often is, well, it's never going to happen. And builders have that mindset. Well, it's never going to rain enough. So they don't put gutters on. They don't properly grade to the street. They don't worry about, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, the consequences of rain. Well, and then it comes and we're sitting here and, you know, it, it may be briefly and it may be dried out the next day or two days later, but the damage is still there. Absolutely. And a final story that I want to share with you is up in Camp Verde, we were called to, to build a home and uh, it was right right along the riverbed there. And so we went out there and of course you got to go through the permitting process and all of the, the land development things. And so uh, we were out there and that process was taking a little longer than the homeowner um, would have liked, right? Isn't that true for us all? And um, yet, in his impatience, he went out there and he started grading himself, and he actually literally changed the flow of the river, which is never a good idea. So when well, and, and that's an uh, extreme case, right? But on your own property, be be cognizant of the natural flow and the natural drainage, and and whatever you do, if you're out there, make sure that you don't create a problem by impeding the flow, the natural flow that is going to occur uh, on your property. And uh, whether it's putting in a barbecue or something that's going to block it off, make sure you've got, you've taken that into consideration. And oftentimes people don't. No, they don't. And I'm not sure what agency it is, but I'm pretty sure if you, you can't redirect any natural Correct. water drainage without not at all. Yeah. Uh, legally. Yep. So I, I don't know what the fines for that is right. or, or, you know, what they do or who the regulating agency is, but that's, Against Arizona law. Absolutely. Yeah, no doubt about it. And, and not a good idea either, right? Even if it wasn't illegal. But yeah, absolutely. So so people go out and they hey, wouldn't it be nice if we had this or that or we put in these this area here or a sunken conversation pit or something in the backyard? That's terrific. Think about the impact of what you're doing on the, on the, the, the drainage uh, and how you grade to make sure that you have some flow and that it's going to go ahead and uh, be able to, you know, move along and, and not uh, just soak in or go into the house instead. So assessing storm water is our to-do, and it may take a next heavy rain for you to really assess what's going on on your property. But, Jim, not only do you all do storm damage, but if, you know, water pipes, you know, the, the, the hose on the back of the right. laundry machine is, I think, the number one cause of water damage yeah. in homes. You all specialize in that. Toilets Fire as well. Fire restoration, toilets. Yep. The, the supply line on a toilet uh, has caused a little teeny supply line could cause a lot of damage when run, running for a while unchecked. So if you experience any of those things, you know, Kowalski Construction, they come out, they dry it out, and then they restore it back to... Uh, the previous condition. Correct. Yes, indeed. And y'all been in business 55 years in Arizona? 55, yes. And spell Kowalski for us. K-O-W-A-L-S-K-I. It's www.kowalski.com. Thanks for spending your Saturday morning with us. Oh, thank you so much, Romy. My pleasure.
welcome back to the last segment of the Rosie on the House broadcast. You know, I sure appreciate Jim Kowalski of Kowalski Construction reminding people of the damage that water can do. We we don't think about water every day. We've got, what, an 87% chance on Tuesday? That's the last I saw, yeah. And we tend to only think about water when it does damage. And the way that we receive water here is generally a downpour. So if you if you know someone who's new to town, you know, send them that podcast link and let them know that, hey, water is a big deal here. And there's also another thing you can warn your neighbor about if they're new here, and that is roof rats. And that's the two-legged kind. <laughs> so when we get rain that comes like it does, our roofs dry out, tend to leak if the, if the roof is aging out, and then um, then the roofers will come to your door and try to sell you um, a new roof, and they're not always reputable. So we really like to educate people on how to choose a good roofer. We have a great consumer guide on our website um, that will tell you how to choose a good roofer. We have roofers we have vetted. And I, I got the most heartbreaking phone call this week. The man was so demoralized. He said, Jennifer, I hired this guy to do my roof, and so he he went to the Lowe's, he bought the material, I bought the material, he said, and then um, he came, he worked for a day, the job is halfway done, and he is gone. He said, now while he was here, he worked great, but it's been three weeks, I haven't heard anything, he hasn't come back. I said, well, who is he with? He said, I don't know. I said, what was his name? I don't know. He said, I thought I was smarter than this. And he said his neighbor had handed him a piece of paper with this gentleman's name on it, and also somehow Rosie on the House was scribbled on the page as well. So in his mind, that was there was a connection there between Rosie on the House and this roofer. Oh, but people, if man. you want to know if Ouch. someone is Rosie on the House certified, you look on the website. That is the most current list. Or you can call us at this number during the week, one 888 And we will tell you who's on there. We won't tell you who not to use, but we will certainly tell you who to use. And we'll tell you how to pick one if, you, if that doesn't work out for you. And we get a lot of phone calls. Because we say we want to be every Arizona homeowner's best friend. And a lot of times the phone call says, I didn't use one of your contractors, but, and, and then I have to stop them. And I say, I'm sorry, but if it wasn't a Rosie certified contractor, we have nothing we can do to help you. No, we're not a license. You're not, we're not like a licensing agency. <laughs> we're not the registrar of contractors. And I'm, I feel the <laughs> phone calls the first two hours today. I would say probably 60% of our phone calls were people asking for, hey, I don't know what to do, tend to be women who are single and don't know how to make those decisions, don't know enough about a, an, you know, a topic to to go through that. So we are here to educate. So our our heart really is to protect people from making bad decisions. And Arizona is not like Maine. It's not like Florida. It's not like Seattle. It's very, very different and specific. So especially if you have come from someplace else, it really helps to, to learn about Arizona homeownership. And we do that through the broadcast. We write weekly articles across the state on all kinds of homeownership topics. And those articles all live on the website. So we want you to have the information to make good decisions. There you go. And the one way to curse an incoming rainstorm is to talk about it. <laughs> so, we need the rain. We the, need the rain. It'll it'll, it'll evaporate somewhere over Yuma. <laughs> so let's just 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 list a couple things. Okay. Do not use somebody who comes and knocks on your door. Amen. And tells you I'm just working down the street. Amen. Or I have extra material left over from a job I'm doing down the street, and I'm going to make you a deal. Um, it's really, really important to check their license and check the owner's name and make sure that they are local because we also have them storm chasers that will come to town 
borrow someone else's license or steal it steal it yeah. um some of them sell both, it to them both yeah. both is against the law leasing yeah. a license stealing a license or borrowing a license, all of those are against yeah. the law so you can check all those things <laughs> in the arizona registrar of contractors that's a wonderful resource available to all people you uh, just can i add website. one other thing Please? yeah sure if somebody comes up and gives them your first name only stop right there and walk away Okay. Okay. You know, I, I, I get a ton of calls on my phone during the week, uh, and it's, Hi, my name's Carl. I want to buy your house. I said, uh, Who's Carl? <laughs> okay. I said, Are you? Uh, there's a phrase that I use we can't say on the okay, radio, right, but let's right. put it that way. First names don't do it for me. I need to know your full name, and I need to see your license. Who you're representing. Who you're, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in Arizona, it is law that your registrar of contractors' license number must be on display. It's supposed to be on your truck. It's supposed to be on your business cards. And it's supposed to be on all your official documents, like contracts. And your website. Your website <laughs> as well. And your website as well. So if, in fact, this chance of rain on Tuesday, Tuesday. 87% chance of rain coming in on Tuesday, uh, does come to fruition, and you experience a little bit of a roof leak, don't panic. Control it as best you can and get in touch with roofers who are already backed up. And a storm is just going to back them up farther. If you find someone instantly available, that's cause for a little bit of alarm. Okay? So proceed with caution. Don't be taken advantage of. That's for sure. Boy, we covered a lot of ground in this broadcast on today's show. Uh, I can't allow the show to end again without wishing you again a very happy 44th anniversary, which was yesterday. Um, Jennifer and I had a nice dinner uh, at, a, at one of our favorite little restaurants. And we spent two hours just talking about our first date, uh, our favorite family memories, the homes we've lived in, the vacations we've taken. That was, that was one of the most fun conversations we sat and had in a long time. That was really fun. And uh, thanks for all the suggestions from everybody. We got some great ideas. I'm going to make you take me to all those places they suggested over the okay. course of the next year. Uh, okay, we, right. we did go to Mastro's the other night. I put a picture on Facebook, uh, and you were so sweet. I came home to three dozen roses. That was really fun. And then out for a nice dinner, and that was nice. just great. Yeah. yeah. Well done. Well, well done, sir. All right. Well, well done the last 44 years. Thank you very much for uh, bringing me up. In another 44 years, I'm going to have you trained up just the way I Mm. want you. (laughs) I'm not ready for 44 more. (laughs) I might take 20. Someone someone told me the other day uh, their grandmother's favorite expression used to be, well, the first 100 years is the hardest. (laughs) (laughs) All right, folks, it's Rosie on the House signing off for this week. But we live forever at rosieonthehouse.com. And we're always here for you, the Arizona homeowner. God bless you all this week.